So today, uh, in your bulletins, there is a yellow sheet that says Neil Brower is, is here. Um, I am not Neil Brower, as you know. Uh, thank you, Neil, that you were going to preach. Something came up. I'm not too sure what. Uh, but in your, in your bulletin, there's a sheet. I just want you to write. It just goes really quite well with, with the words we saw on the screen. Just write, choose life. Choose life. And write down Deuteronomy verses 30, 11 through 20. I'd like to read out of that book, fifth book in the Pentateuch and I believe the Torah, last Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. God, man, I had to really think about that one. But that last, this last book is, is a, a pretty amazing book, actually. You've got this incredible, long, but meaningful, extremely practical sermon by Moses to the people before they cross over into the promised land of Canaan. So I just always do this just out of respect for God's word. Let us stand. Find Deuteronomy 30, verses 11 through 20. I'll be reading out of the ESV. It's just a great, it's a great translation. And I'll, I'll read it. You guys can follow along. Everybody there, we're departing from Acts. Incredible work of God in Acts. We will see the incredible work of God and the love of God in the Old Testament. Starting in verse 11. For this commandment that I command you today is not too hard for you, neither is it far off. It is not in heaven that you should say, who will ascend to heaven for us? and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it. Neither is it beyond the sea that you should say, who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it. But the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart so that you can do it. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I command you today by loving the Lord your God, by walking in his ways and by keeping his commandments and his statutes and his rules, then you shall live and multiply and the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to take possession of it. But if your heart turns away and you will not hear, but are drawn away to worship other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are going over the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, what are the two words? Choose life that you and your offspring may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice, in holding fast to him, for he is your life and length of days, that you may dwell in the land, and the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. Thank you, Lord, for your incredible living word. You may be seated. Uh, 35,000. 35,000. 
I checked this out. It's scientific, okay? I didn't really research it deeply, but they say the average human being makes 35,000 choices a day. What? And 200 of those decisions involve food. <laughs> I just don't know what happened when all the fast food restaurants, you know, came out with their dollar meal, what, that, what, what the number went to. All those choices that we have to make it's unbelievable. Silly choices, I know. Choices. It's God's gift to us. It's, the God, it's, it's God's given human ability for us to reason and think about decisions that will mold and shape our lives and to give us some direction as to where we're going. You know, many say that choices define our character. I'm sure you've heard that many, many times. We make good choices. We make bad choices. We're often, we often receive blessings from the good choices that we make, and we often pay the consequences for bad choices that we make. It was a wrong choice in the garden that, that swept humanity into a sinful tailspin. Satan deceived Adam and Eve by a choice to eat this enticing forbidden fruit and convinced Adam and Eve that this choice was better than God's advice. And in the Bible, we read about situation after situation, circumstances back then and today where we can actually call on God for help or not. Right? We read in the Bible that there's, there's decisions that we make to honor God, and when that happens, in most cases, there is a blessing. But we also read about saints in the Bible who've made some horrible, terrible, like how did you do that sort of choices that were motivated by fear or they heard Satan's voice? or they, they were compelled because of uh, selfish uh, lust and greed and, and pride desires? I, had a, I have a friend who had, they're growing up now, two small girls, and he would tell them, he told me, I thought it was great advice, don't make a three-second mistake. Do you realize that all your dreams could just be wasted away with a bad three-second choice? And youth, I'm talking to, to the young people here, do you realize in a matter of seconds you can make a choice that would, that would actually have you wind up in the grave? Happens every single day, the choices that we make. And I have to say personally for my own life, I am not proud of the 10 or 15, I can count them, 10 or 15 horrible, bad, just rotten, what were you thinking type of choices in my own life. I should be dead. I should be dead. But God's gracious hand lifted me up, lifted me up. 
out of that pit of destruction and saves me. And I know I've been forgiven. It's taken me more than half a lifetime Taking me more than half a lifetime to understand God's promises where I could actually forgive myself. I'm tougher on me than God is. Where sin is, the promise is grace abounds even more. Romans 5. God offers us great wisdom with two words in verse 19. Choose life. And God, God would know that this life would point to Christ in the new covenant. That this choice that all of us are capable of making is so near to your mind and your heart. So close you could hear God's voice and feel his heartbeat, just like John did up in the upper room. God knew that man would fail miserably and that the wages of his sin would be death. Over 300 rules and laws and regulations and commandments were given. Man would fail. He would be in the penalty box forever. Man could not pull it off. Life would change with Christ. And this Christ choice, accepting his love, would unwind layers of filth, grime, sin, shame, and we could live anew again. 2 Corinthians 5.17, that we are new creatures in Christ the old is passed away, gone. New things have come. So here we have Moses, 120 years old, preaching this incredible sermon, a simple promise to a very obstinate, stubborn, selfish, two-faced people. Huh. Much has not changed. Obstinate, two-faced, stubborn, selfish people like us. Moses declares a state of the union love address, love address to people waiting to enter the promised land of Canaan. And what I read in this passage is God lovingly wants what is best for us that we can live the best life ever. Moses challenges the Israelites to love God and choose life. And it's God's living, loving word. It's near, Moses says, it's not too hard to find. It's not too distant to get. It's right near you and it's doable. 
and we are to love God with everything that we have to secure his promises in our hearts and to live out his way and to live with a blessing, not a curse. So this great prophet of God declares this extreme challenge in life to make a choice for God and live. And to everyone who's venturing to a new endeavor, choose life. So uh, just for context, for those people who like a little bit of history, context. You have thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people, Israelites, that Moses has put up for a, a long time. He's been very, very patient. Sometimes he's lost it. But these people are standing on hot sand, rocks, whatever. There's probably fleas and flies and they're sweaty, but they've got this incredible vista of the new land. They're ready to cross the Jordan. And here's Moses who says, this land that you're going to uh, cross into is going to involve dangers, is going to involve seductions, is going to involve sensuality. It's going to have everything that will appeal to your senses. It's, it's been rumored it's a great land that God has promised, but it's full of landmines. Moses goes on over and over delivering this incredible sermon about God's incredible works, his promises, his provision, and choosing life to inherit a blessing as you go into the land. And I, I want you to think about when you were a kid, I don't know what amusement park or wherever you went, I think of this incredible arcade that you walk into where every, like, the bells and whistles are going off for every sort of sense that you can, you can imagine. It's like so stimulating to every, everything. Maybe for some of you it's Vegas. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And you enter this arcade and you realize that you've been duped. It's like Pinocchio's friend, Lampwick. Think about it. The arrogant friend, I really couldn't remember his name. I had to look it up, but I just remembered him, this arrogant, you know, this, he drank the brew. Or maybe you're Christian in John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress, who now faces what's called Vanity Fair. You guys ever read that book? Vanity Fair offers everything that you could ever imagine to get you sidetracked off the journey, the blessed journey that God has you on. It's actually an incredible story. So Moses says, you have a choice. The promise of a better life is within reach. It's God's promise first before the place. Your relationship with God comes first before you enter the place. It's not we go and then we just sort of like get our act together with God, but no, get your act together with the Lord. Choose life. 
because his living word is right near you before you enter. So you might be at a crossroads in life. Think about your own life. Just maybe, maybe it's a new job. Maybe it's marriage. Maybe it's a new house. Maybe it's retirement. Maybe it's a new school. You know that there's new things that come your way every single day. And what are the choices that you're going to make with the challenges that are before you as you enter this new endeavor? You have the choice to choose life or not. It's actually quite powerful what God has has given us. Or maybe, maybe you're headed in making this decision, and only you know this, a decision that is going to lead you into something immoral or making an unethical decision. And you have to make a decision whether or not that is the right choice or not. What is it going to be? You can go to the business page in the Wall Street Journal and read about some business person that's making the wrong choices. And it started off by believing a lie, a small little white lie, and it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And suddenly there's a, there's a, a breach of integrity. There's a breach of honesty. There's a breach of just being, unethic, just being unethical or immoral. And then it explodes in the news. How did, that, how did that start? You're off on your own path and you're not choosing life. So God's fruitful word is near you and it's within reach in verses 11 through 14. And there's a challenge in verse 15 that shows two decision paths and it's your pick. Is it, adverser, is it adversity or death? Is it good and blessings. And these sort of challenges should, should help us, or actually not help us, but actually force us to make serious thought and reason with God's presence to move forward with a great choice. And God says, before you venture, love, obey, walk, and keep his word. Choose life. Author Bobby Connor in, says about this in verse 19, and this is where, this is where it all kind of comes together. The Hebrew word, the verb, choose, has three meanings. And all of them suggest a relationship with the choice. Now listen to this. This is very interesting. Hopefully everything's going to be coming together here in a second. The first meaning is about affirming that we have examined our choice and found it to be true. So it's truth, first meaning. Second meaning is to approve of as one approves of a cherished one because the choice is excellence surpassing all others. So the meaning is excellence. So you have truth, you have excellence, and the third means to love or delight in anything with passion. Delight, truth, excellence, 
Delight? Who comes to your mind? Truth? Excellence? Delight? Who comes to your mind? Savior, Jesus. Yes. This is a promise, a blessing that God locks in. It's a claim for the best life that you can live on this earth. Death or life, what will be? And God gives us a choice. And when we make a choice, that means there's buy-in. That means there's ownership. That means there's destiny. And that this chosen life is Christ. When the love of Christ inspires us, inspires you and me, there are blessings. Listen carefully. By our choice, we can open the door when we hear the Savior knocking and let him in. By our choice, we have faith in a loving and intimate God. By our choice, we're saved by grace, by faith, and fear disappears. By choice, you walk into the kingdom of light from the kingdom of darkness. By choice, forgiveness offers freedom from anger and bitterness. By our choice, you can love the unloved. You can love the rich. You can love the poor. You can love your enemy because love overcomes hate. By choice, Christ becomes your peace and your truth and you can get a good rest at night. By choice, you can have hope in the life thereafter. By choice, you can have a reputable name. By choice, you can have a stable family life. By choice, you can have a community of friends that love you. And by choice in Christ, there's freedom, there's acceptance, there's security, and there's significance. So praise the Lord for that choice. Or, listen to this, or by choice, you can let greed and lust and pride and jealousy and fear Dictate your life. By choice, you can, you can let your damaged emotions rule your soul and wind up hating yourself. By choice, you can get caught up into all sorts of, of, of idolatry where things, things are more important than God. By choice, you can cheat and steal. By choice, you can get pregnant. By choice, you can, you can get drunk and get a DUI. By choice, you can, you can escape with drugs. By choice, you can embrace sensuality. By, by choice, you can murder. By choice, you can keep hell's doors open. What is it? You want the whole world and everything there is to offer? Or do you want God's offer of blessings? Curses or blessings? Choose life. Choose Christ. Do you need advice for a wise decision that you're trying to make in your life? I suggest you go to the book of Proverbs. It's practical, it's meaningful. The book of Proverbs is all about listening to the word of God, fearing God in reference, and doing. It's a very practical book and it starts with the reverence for God to choose life. You want God to stay in and, let, and, and keep the world out. To the Jews, the claim for choosing life 
was entrance and living right and good in the promised land, a land promised by God to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And the reward for choosing life to them was the blessing, blessings into the promised land. This is God's truth. It should make us secure. It should make us secure. The word is near you, and it's here you will find the cleansing power of Christ's blood. The life of Christ should be centered in our heart so much that we confess it and tell the story to others. Christ is truth. Christ is excellence. Christ is our delight. Christ is our our soul sufficiency. His grace is sufficient for us. And I believe that these two words are the personification of God in the flesh himself choosing life. And he is the word that was made flesh and dwelt upon us. When Christ arrives in our lives, there's love and grace and mercy and forgiveness that takes away all those bad, messy, horrible choices that we have made in the past, present, and the future. His sacrifice did it all. And there's just something about us we don't want to believe it. God's word is true, so I believe it. I don't look at God's word and say, well, if I just hope and hope and and pray, it will come true. No, no, it's true, so I believe it. Right? His truth is secure. We can can live righteously free from what Christ has done for us. And we now have peace with God. Christ also came to destroy the works of the devil. So now, when you want to sin or you're thinking of sinning, you're not just like, like pulled and just have to do this. You now, as a believer in Christ, have the choice to say, no way. I'm not going there. No more sin for me. I'm a free person in Christ. When you choose life, you choose Christ. And I want you to see the connection from this Old Testament term, these two words, to what Christ says about himself today. What Christ says is, about himself is that he is the truth and the truth will set you free. I think think you'll find that in, in John 8. He says also that I am the bread of life. You will no longer be hungry. I am the spring of living water for life. You will no longer be thirsty. Life is Christ. He is your life. You'll find that in John 14, 6. You'll see in John 10, 10 that Jesus says, I have come to give you abundant life, a joyful life, John 10.10. 10. 
in Matthew 20, he says, I have come to give my life that you would live. Galatians 2.20 says, I, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Philippians 1.21 says, to live is Christ. And then 2 Thessalonians 3.3 it tells us that God, Christ, will protect us from the enemy, the evil one. He is faithful and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. You choose life, you choose Christ. And what other options do we have? What's the Bible say about trusting man? Trust God? Yes. Trust in man, it's going to let you down. Trust God and not man. Trust and love God. Obey him, following his command in, in loving God and others. You choose life, you choose Christ. Choose him because he has chosen you first. The scripture says God is love and that it's not that we loved him first, but he loved and came after us. Remember, he's the one knocking at the door, looking for you to open it, to let, let him come in and dine with you. So what is, your, what is your choice as you move into unfamiliar territory? You have a new venture. You have new challenges that come your way. What is your choice going to be? Will, will you be able to live in God's blessings? It's a question for everyone. Blessings or a curse? You know the answer. If it's blessings, let me just make this really clear. It may be a blessing that's full of suffering. It may be a blessing that, may be, that, that would involve hardship or persecution or Or some people would look at and say, that's, that's not a really good life you're living. But understand this, that as you venture and move forward, you can move faith strong. A savior that is helping you every step of the way to make the right choices. And here's the beauty about the New Testament. For believers, we now have the Spirit of God within us. The Spirit of God who, who teaches us, who guides us, who, who convicts us. And Jesus says that you will have power in the Spirit to make the right choices. He will teach you. He is your helper. He will convict you. And this Spirit of God in us will help us bear incredible fruit for others to taste, to remain for others to taste. And you will be gentle, but powerful storytellers for what Christ is doing in your life. So claim goodness in Christ while on this earth. Claim the peace of Christ while you're on this earth. Claim eternity in Christ while on this earth. Choose life. And the things that you think about and the things that you meditate on, the things that you say, the things that you do. In Colossians 3.17 it says, 
honor him in all that that you do. Choose life. Choose Christ. I'm going to finish up with a prayer that I just want you to bow your heads and a little history about this prayer. I wrote this when I was 25 years old, back in 1980. Wow, I suddenly have all these crazy rock groups going through my head, 1980, it's like, what? Once you're a rocker, You're always a rocker, but now I'm on the solid rock of Christ. (laughs) And I have to say, as I kind of pulled this up, I wrote this in my big print NASB Bible, the battleship in our house that my wife gave me back in 1980. 25 years old, I wrote this. And I call it the return prayer. And I just... As I pray and read these words, I just want you to close your eyes. And at the very end of the prayer, it says, I love you. And I just want you to silently say your name. Okay? I have to say, 25 to 62, there's a pretty big space. I was not faithful. My commitment fell short during this time. But God still loves me. No matter what. Loves me as I am. Here we go. Dear Lord Jesus, I return to you this day to obey your ways with all my heart and soul and to hold fast your glorious commandments. I commit my entire life to you. Guide me and direct me unto the paths of righteousness. Restore me from Satan's captivity and circumcise my heart. Without your unending love, I would not exist. Thank you for the many, many, many blessings and promises you have given me. Mold me and make me pure. Develop my my life the way you want me to. Help me to be the spiritual man and woman you want me to be. Work through me to do the things you want me to do. This day I I surrender myself to you. Use me and let your word be treasured in my heart that I may not sin against thee. Show me the way to be an effective witness for you and your kingdom. Your blood has saved me. Thank you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I love you. Back in 1980, I read Deuteronomy 30. 
this was God's outpouring to me as I wrote this down. I pray that it's a blessing to you. Choose life. Choose Christ. Be encouraged. Be inspired by his presence in your life. Go out and share the wonderful story of what God is doing in your life today. And you don't have to be perfect at it. Look for the open doors. Look for the opportunities that God has has put before you. And just jump in. Be gentle. Be bold. Be ready to make a defense for what inspires you, which is Christ the Lord. So, I have a benediction, 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 and 24. Before I read this, the offering boxes are in the back. Give as God just prompts you to give. Nothing's forced around this place. How the Spirit leads you. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. God bless everyone today. Bless the offerings. Thank you, Jesus. Choose life. You're excused.